Today on Karina and Kirsten Get to Work, we're talking about workplace romances, which is super apropos because it's Valentine's Day. Happy V-Day, everybody. Happy V-Day. That's Valentine's. Welcome to Karina and Kirsten Get to Work. I'm Karina Hoyer. And I'm Kirsten Barron. And we are so happy you are here. Happy Valentine's Day. Kirsten and I are here talking about women and work because we are passionate. See, passion because it's Valentine's Valentine's Day. Day. We're passionate about women in the workplace. We want your work to be happy, satisfying, joyful, maybe romantic. Ooh, (laughs) ditto to that. Let's talk more about the last part. Yeah. So thanks so much for listening, folks. So it's Valentine's Day. It is. And as usual, Karina and I have different experiences on Valentine's Day. Uh I don't know if listeners know this, but my birthday starts on New Year's Eve, and it extends to February the 14th, Valentine's Day. It's a birthday season for me, and I can celebrate my birthday for a full six weeks, even though it's on January the 18th. Mm-hmm. Right. We're just closing out my birthday celebration. What about you, friend? <laughs> well, if you're going to, if that's the standard, then mine just started. We're just going to, mine's going to roll through your Valentine. birthday. Yeah, my birthday. We can have a co-birthday celebration We're just gonna on roll. Valentine's Day. That is not the only way that we differ on Valentine's Day because you actually celebrate it. Oh, Yes. I am a holiday whore, terrible word, but I am a holiday, and I'm proud of that, actually. I love holidays, including Valentine's Day, and my husband and I always do something, my beloved, for Valentine's Day. Recently, the last probably four or five years, fabulous body nighttime circus with alcohol. Oh, I love it. On Valentine's Day. Why it's lovely. You, what was the body? Though you used a word body in there. It's body. It's like Valentine's Day. Oh, it's body. Like, like body. B-A-W- like B-A-W-D-Y. Sexy, fun. Yeah. Yeah, burlesque. Burlesque-esque. And you? Um, I don't know. Maybe watch a movie and go to bed early. I don't know. Barry, my husband. There's no Barry Kreener romance on the Valentine's Day. No. And, you know, there have been some very sweet moments. I mean, when you set the bar really low, (laughs) as my husband has done, (laughs) you can create some really sweet moments. And Valentine's Day is one of those things that's like right on the heels of my youngest's birthday, then my birthday, then Valentine's Day. So by the time Valentine's Day, it's like three days. There's so many parties. There's so many parties. So we've never really celebrated it. However, I do have some pretty fond memories of when I was a kid. And I teared up about this, talking about this a couple of times, because it was just, you know, my dad was very sweet to me. My was my mom, me and my mom and my sister, you know, so he was in a household of girls and women. And he, without fail, you know, got us something very, very sweet for Valentine's Day up until I was in college. I mean, it would still get delivered. My mom may have had a hand, hand in like making sure it got in the mail. But my dad really did he set the bar pretty high. I think Barry was just like, screw that. I can't do that. I can't. <laughs> I do that for my kids. Like Valentine's is a big deal for my kids. Like our tradition is pajamas. I send them new pajamas. Oh, I love that. Some cozy, you know, deliciously warm, yummy thing. Yeah. Happy yeah. day. So today we're talking about romance. Wh- which is exactly because it's Valentine's Day romance. Yeah. In the raise your hand if you saw chocolates and flowers just rolling through your office all day long coming straight for your desk. 
and then bypassing your desk. No, I got nothing. <laughs> I get nothing. And th- that's also one of those things like the, the workplace romance or whether or not you're having a romantic relationship within your work or outside of Valentine's Day is a day of a lot of with a lot of pressure around oh, it's it. It's a ton of pressure. It is. And really, so are romances in the workplace. Yeah, no. That's a lot of pressure on everybody. No doubt. And you know, when we were talking about doing this show, I said, is it too narrow? Does this subject, this subject's not going to apply to very many people because who has romance? romantic relationships and at you work. and I are totally on the outs on this I know we are not the norm no we're not which is why this has been such a fun show to think about <laughs> so, and to research so uh, recent data actually shows that almost 60% of people report having had romantic relationships in the workplace with a coworker, and 30% of those people who've dated a coworker ended up marrying them which is crazy. It is a mind blower. And here was the other mind blower. One in six workplace relationships are adulterous, meaning that one or both of the people in the relationship is married, which I thought was very high. That's like 18%. Yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot of people. So of the, gosh, 60% of people are having relationships and 18% of those are cheating on somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So buyer beware, I'm just going to say. But- <laughs> <laughs> and I can see why oh, people... Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And we've talked in these episodes a lot about friendship in the workplace and relationships in the workplace and how they make your workplace so much better. And frankly, I can see why these are attractive, right? Because it makes you happier in your workplace. It increases, you know, you want to go to work. You like the people you work with because you're happy, you know, you you feel better and you're productive and whether or not it interferes with productivity, we'll talk about that. But you're certainly engaged in the workplace. Did you meet Steve through work? I did meet my beloved through work, but weirdly through work. It was a blind date. And we had both worked with the person who set us up at the same law firm, but not at the same time. Interesting. So I don't consider him my coworker, although he came to work for me at one point. Steve did? He did for a short period. Mm -hmm. How'd that Mm -hmm. go? Great. Of course. Actually, it did go great because I just left him alone. Oh, yeah. That's perfect. I met Barry through a mutual friend from work as well. You know. Again, not doesn't count. I don't think we would count in those it's statistics. It's not in the statistics, but it's interesting how it is connected to work. Especially when you get past, although um, I was at the time working at a bar and a restaurant. So it's not like I was in my career. But, you know, the people I was hanging out with, we all had common interests. We were very similar to one another. So it kind of makes sense mm-hmm. that mutual friends then translate into meeting, you know, meeting, meeting someone somebody. else. Or friends through work. Yeah, friends through work. And I, I do think you pointed out something, too. I think that those workplaces, those hospitality workplaces, bars, hotels, restaurants, I think those are just, in my experience as a lawyer, bastions just of sin, rife with romance. <laughs> you say bastions of sin, and I'm like, no, they're rife with romance. They, they are. They are. They are, especially, well, I... My experience was that you've also got a people, it's like a pressure cooker, right? We're all working. You're busy. You're busy. You're stressful. And then bam, it's over. And it's two in the morning. Mm -hmm. And the only thing you have left to do is start a romantic relationship with your coworker. With your free alcohol. And And nobody else around. Exactly. (laughs) That's exactly part of the reason it's, it's, you know, rife with romance. I know. Exactly. That's why I'm so excited that both of my kids work in the hospitality industry. 
<laughs> Maybe I'll get a grandbaby. Maybe we'll get some loving. I'm just joking. <laughs> oh my no, God, no grandbabies. Way too early for that. <laughs> way early too early. <laughs> okay, so there are, as we've noted, 60% of people have had a workplace relationship, and those relationships can take on all sorts of, you know, shapes and forms. So. Colleagues, you have a relationship with a coworker, like you articulated your coworkers having relationships with each other after the whatever closes. Yeah. There are relationships between supervisors and subordinates, Mm -hmm. which are, I mean, I'll just be candid, pretty problematic. Kind of a nightmare. What about between colleagues? In your experience, what what have you seen with the colleagues? Like the coworkers? Yeah. There are not no one's supervising anyone oh, okay. else. We all work together. Yeah, yeah. So it's really funny that you bring that up because I worked with two associates at the law firm who I think are both really great lawyers and I like a whole lot. And I later found out that they were having a relationship with each other. This after, is after the fact. After I found they out. Broke it up. And I was like, what? And then I thought back and I was like, oh, of course they are. I should have <laughs> seen that. And actually, in all candor, I think it was great. I think they were really nice to each other. It didn't impact their work that they I were could professional. see. They were totally professional. And I, there was one little evening, which probably should have alerted me, which did not, where there we were all at a firm retreat and I was sleeping in the room above the hot tub and there was quite the party happening in the hot tub <laughs> with those two several broken champagne glasses. Oh, no. And I just thought they were having a raucous time. And I really should have known then, hmm, you know, I'm not doing that with my partner, Bruce. Right. What's going on? Why is what is going on? What is going on here? Bruce and I are not in there doing that. (laughs) Why are they? Why are they? But I have to say, I think that was all of the reasons that people do want to have a workplace really a romantic workplace relationship. Because it's fun. Because you're with somebody. They're engaged. They liked each other. You have a similar interest and Mm -hmm. you're experiencing the same day to day. Yeah. You can support one another. Yeah. Yeah. And you can have those same experiences in a place where it isn't really so okay. Like between, you know, supervisor and subordinate. Exactly. Right. Where you're not on equal footing, that somebody is above the other. Which I don't, I mean, I can understand how that happened, but I don't understand how humans let that happen. Do you know what I mean? No, I don't, Karina, because sex is a powerful, powerful thing. Yeah, I guess that's true. It is. It like just takes us out of our right minds, which is part of the reason we're talking about this. Those kinds of feelings, those whatever, just take us out of our right minds. I have seen it so many times where supervisors are having a romantic relationship with a subordinate. And honestly, they just get fired. Yeah. So it's like, wow, you must really like what you're doing a lot because you're going to get fired. Right, which I think that's the that whole ability to predict the impact of your actions or your mm-hmm. impact of your behaviors is one of those things that I'm constantly perplexed by. Like, seriously? Do you yeah. not think this is going to go bad in so many ways? But I guess in some cases, it, it's not always bad. I mean, there are situations where people fall in love. Hell, Michelle Obama oh, was yeah. working for Barack. No, no, no. He was working for her. Oh, really? Yeah. She was an associate. She was like a real paid, real worker. And he was like a summer intern. How did I get that wrong? Well, I don't know. But gender that's, bias. I don't know if it was gender bias or, you know, Barack is amazing, but so is Michelle. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. So there was that. But that's a little different because she does not have supervisory authority over him. And that's what we're really talking about with supervisor and subordinate is I have the ability to change the terms and conditions of your employment. Yeah. And that just is bad news. And what I've noticed recently recently is five years ago, it you know, you weren't really sure who was going to get fired. 
the subordinate or the or the supervisor. And now it's without a doubt the supervisors get in the axe. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. People do not have any tolerance for it. That's interesting. If you really wanna if you really wanna be in relationship with this person, quit your job. Right. Get a new job and then go after it. I also read that it does go wrong for the subordinate because even if the person the supervisor doesn't get fired, you know, you're all of a sudden your accomplishments are the product of the fact that you're having a relationship right. with the supervisor rather than your own. There are very practical ramifications and repercussions to the person who's being supervised. Yeah. Um, by the way, do not just do not sleep with your supervisor in order to get them fired. <laughs> Frankly, had I known that, I never thought about I've that. I've been in a couple of situations where I might have considered that. It was oh so bad. my gosh! No, I'm I've just never joking. thought about that. No, I'm just joking. About it never that. would have crossed my mind. But yeah, seriously, you know. And had you asked me, I would have assumed that it always goes bad for the subordinate. And hell, man, if sixty percent of people are in relationships and half and only and only a third of the those are actually ending in marriage and half, you know, six one out of six is adulterous. It's a shit show in there it's a mess (laughs) it's really a mess this is a really really this is an area that is really troubled it really is it's so so how do you difficult exactly and if it's all happening in the service industry how are we getting our food on time how are we getting getting our drinks how is my drink getting made if they're all distracted and sleeping (laughs) with each other how are we getting our drinks i don't know you know so relationships as we said before often lead to higher satisfaction more productivity you feel connection a sense of community it's not all rainbows and unicorns no no. it is not all rainbows and unicorns and i do have to apologize to the listener now my voice this, this is, is a saloon episode. This isn't. I am indeed Karina Hoyer, even though I don't sound. You like sound her. like you've been in a saloon. It's because I've You're been. Miss Kitty. In, it's because I've been in a saloon. Yeah, and I and I'm gonna apologize for that, but I also just caught myself like wipe. You know. Anyway, I'm I'm over here with a cold and just recently came back from a saloon. So thank you for your uh, consideration there. Okay, impacts to the workplace mm-hmm. when people are in these kinds of relationships. What happens? You know, I wanted to talk about what could go wrong and you wanted to reframe it as impacts. impacts. Because I, like I said, sounds like it can be fine. It's tricky. I'm going to say 90% of the time it's a train wreck. I'm going to say 90% of the time it's a train wreck. But you know, I focus on that 10%. I know. Focus on that 10%. God love you for the... God love me for my positivity. I mean, you know, one of the biggest ones is you're working with someone who, and it may not last. It may not last. And then you have to deal with that. So what I would even say is it goes deeper than that. When you are in some kind of a romantic relationship with somebody you work with, you bring all of those emotions into the workplace. Yeah. Positive and negative. And you are slightly dysregulated at times because of those. It's the rare person that can maintain kind of the status quo when they're deeply and newly in love or in a big fat fight with their partner. Yeah. I mean, it's really difficult. So there's all this emotional content that you bring into the workplace. And one of the articles that I read in advance of the show talked about the ability to compartmentalize. Mm-hmm. Like really the people who are the most successful at having relationships at work can kind of compartmentalize their relationship and they keep it at home. And then at work, they are strictly working. And it sounds to me like in some ways, with the exception of the hot tub and the champagne glasses, that your coworkers yes, did exactly that. They did. They compartmentalized. They got they got their shit done when they needed to get yes, their shit did. done. And then they dealt with their relationship and they were romantic outside of work. And if they were romantic inside of work, I didn't know. Well, do you know what I mean? The fact that they were having a party right outside your window, I'm going to say say, maybe there was something that to me. Maybe that's my (laughs) issue. It's not theirs. But there are some bigger issues, you know, aside from your own emotions, which frankly you do want to caretake. Mm -hmm. 
and you know the and you're responsible yeah, for and you are responsible for your own emotions. There's a lot of stuff coming your way if you're in a relationship at work from your coworkers. Yeah, I think it's really tricky for coworkers. In fact, I my own position is is that it's trickiest for coworkers because the people who are in the relationship at least have the agency over what they're doing. Yeah. Okay. The rest of us who are watching the we relationship, have no control. we have no agency. We have no control. We can't whatever. And I think that that those impacts are really significant to your coworkers. Yeah. And in some ways, and I've seen this happen before, I've seen people in a romantic relationship almost form this click, if mm-hmm. you will. And I mean, honestly, I had to supervise a husband and wife team one time and it was the hardest thing I'd ever done because it, there was constant triangulation. If you can picture that triangle, I'm at one point, one corner, you know, one of the angles, and then each spouse is at the other one, two. Nice, nice geometry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I, I, no, I see I, your geometry. We were doing a YouTube video. People could see my fingers here pointing this out. Anyway, anything I would say to one spouse comes back to me from the other and vice versa. And decisions that I would make would be called into question and yada, yada, yada. And that is that is difficult, right? So the whole forming of cliques or forming of this sort of unit. So nobody, everyone else. Nobody's, the, a, they're not a free agent anymore. Yeah, everybody's working autonomously to some degree, except for that those mm-hmm. two that are together. The other thing, though, that I thought was really interesting as far as co- co-workers' response is the kind of judgment that happens when people see workplace relationships. There are particularly for women. For women. You know, and and sixty percent of people are doing this. Mm-hmm. But most of them kind of look unfavorably upon on work. Women. But of well, course this is work, not surprising. Right. Upon workplace relationships and more specifically upon the women upon women. In mm-hmm. fact, one of the things that we saw, there was actually a woman, her name is Ruth. Is how would you pronounce that? Burn? Burn. B-Y-R-N-E. She actually studied failed workplace relationships and she found that, you know, women are just given this negative label like slut or seductress or cougar when they're in a relationship with someone in their office or that they work with. And the assumption is that they're using their sexual power to somehow advance themselves in the workplace. Right. Where dudes? No. They're just doing it because they're in love. And this is the part where I'm like, oh, Really? Seriously. Yeah. So what I think is so interesting is that women are judged for their sexuality and men are not, which to me is just crazy. Yeah. She says, and I'm going to quote, men may have been forgiven or even congratulated for sort of having bedded a woman. She says bedded. That's so painful. I know. A woman within an organization, particularly if she's attractive. For this reason, yeah, professional identity and threats to professional reputation were significant issues for many women in this study that she conducted. I mean, this is so consistent with all of the information that we know about the workplace and the patriarchy, which is women are judged more harshly. For everything, for everything. by everyone. And this is no, this is not excluded. This is absolutely where women, this is another place that women are judged more harshly for being in a romantic relationship in the workplace. Which could be reason enough not to do it. Yeah, exactly. Find that elsewhere. Find somebody who knows somebody. Who knows somebody else. Who might like to date Super you. cute. <laughs> also, and we haven't talked about like, okay, what happens when this is all when things are going fine? What yeah. happens when things go bad? Oh, yeah. Then you're dealing with your emotions. And guess who's in the meeting with you? Guess who's uh, yes. sidling up to your office, checking in, how's it going? When you're bawling your eyeballs out. Mm-hmm. Or pissed which is mm-hmm. my response you know <laughs> not i mean i haven't had a breakup in 30 years but you know i'm not as quick to tears as i am to fights 
Participants of the study that I just referenced said that the emotional fallout of breakout was absolutely devastating, particularly for women, which I also thought was in, was interesting. Mm-hmm. And some people said it was the most difficult period of their lives when their cowork- when their relationship with a coworker went sour. I have heard that again and again in my work. You know, and you said earlier when we were talking about this that you deal with workplace romance. romances all the time. I'm going to say I at least have one every month in my work as a lawyer, and I probably have one almost every week. And are they coming to you because the employers are freaked out or the workers want to make sure that everything's copacetic or what's the... Mostly the employers come to me because the employers are freaked out. What does this mean for us? Is it going to distract people from their productivity? How do I how do I monitor this? What do I? How do I make sure this is consensual? How do I make sure someone's not harassing somebody? It's a very, very difficult situation for the employer. And many employers just simply say no romantic relationships in the workplace. And when they find one, one or both of the employees get fired. Yeah. Because it is just really, really difficult to manage. It is really difficult to manage. Mm-hmm. One of the solutions to this is policies, although really what that does is provide you with- The policies sort just of say don't do it. Guidance for who's going to lose their job. Exactly. But the relationships usually still happen mm-hmm. and they're just more clandestine or hidden. Yep. I think the, one of the other things though, and you just mentioned it, and I want to dig in just a tiny bit, is the this whole notion of harassment. And so I can see that as an employer. I would be completely freaked out about a relationship gone bad that then turns into a sexual harassment case mm-hmm. or a sexual harassment Because the suit. supervisor- decides that they don't want the relationship to end so they continue to you know approach and engage with the subordinate in this really sexual inappropriate way oh it's a disaster and so if if i was like listening to this right now and thinking well i kind of like this you know guy or gal gal i hate that word i like I this love the word gal I'm, i don't i love gals you don't like granular i love that word we okay, can be. We enough. can have different. We are different. On this. Valentine's Day, no Valentine's Day. It's all good. <laughs> so if I'm if I say I really like that man or I really like that woman in my office, and I'm now like, holy crap, I'm a little bit freaked out about all of this, and I'm starting a relationship. Then now what? Okay, so if you're the supervisor, you need to like this person enough to quit or lose your job. And my argument would be quit because you don't want to get fired and have somebody some future like employer who you want to work for, find that out. So okay. if you're really serious about somebody who is a coworker, who is a, who is a subordinate of yours, you need to quit your stinking job and pursue that relationship. And if it's not worth it, do not have the relationship. Great advice. That's great advice. Yeah. I mean, if I'm all for love. It's Valentine's Day. Come on. Everybody wants the loving. Everybody, everybody but loves Valentine's Day. But you better Valentine's be serious Day. about your loving. Except for Barry. Um, <laughs> so... Oh, poor guy. He gets a bad rap. Okay. What else though? So maybe I'm not having an uh, interest in a relationship with my supervisor, it's but it's with a coworker. So here's the thing. You, of course, you have to check your policies at work. I mean, that sounds like such a goofy lawyer thing to say. And I apologize to folks because that's just not a fun thing to say, but it's the truth. Yes. You need to check and see whether there are any policies that govern this conduct. Oftentimes the employer requires you to disclose it. Mm-hmm. And that's all they want is for just you to disclose it so that they know about it. So they don't promote one of you over the other. So they don't put the two of you in a situation that is uncomfortable. They just cage want match. Cage match. 
match. Because <laughs> that's what employers do, Karina. Cage match. Well, you've seen my employees. I've seen your employees. Um, I know. Yeah. So you, you want to make sure that you're what you're required to do, who you're required to report to. Mm-hmm. And also if modifications need to be made to your work. To your reporting, whatever. Absolutely. Okay. So some employers really want to know. Mm-hmm. A couple of the articles that I read actually suggest that employers go so far as to get their employees to sign consent it's forms, called a love contract a love contract i've written and, them and they've suggested okay i want to hear more about that but they've even suggested that there are there are apps available where someone can be like yes i consent in the moment and Ooh, in, and in order to consent in the moment you also have to like complete some sort of complex like Survey mathematical com- uh you know question or whatever to prove that you're not under the influence so like no, not there's no undue duress. Yeah. So like your what's yeah. your mom's birthday month times twelve? Like I can. Oh my gosh! What, I had not heard about that. Yeah. So that a, oh an employer can basically say have electronic like so what the supervisor comes the next day and I'm like oh I got an alert they must have been having sex last night they're knocking it out but they're consenting <laughs> they can say, I guess that's all that I care about see that is you're beyond my scope of expertise Karina. For oh, yeah. once. Ding, ding. Okay. So what's this love contract? Give me, give oh, me this just is a little bit of a crack up. So I represented, a, I've done this several times. And it, usually what it is, is it's a very small company and the CEO or the person who's in charge is having a relationship with the coworker. And both of them are so valuable and the relation, the, the organization is so small, they really can't afford to get rid of one or the other. And so then they're stuck, right? So they come to me and they say, we need a love contract, if they even know what that means is called, but that's what they want. And it really basically is an agreement that says, yes, I am engaged in a consensual relationship. No, I have not had any undue like pressure. I've not been promised any favors or jobs or advantages in my work. And to the extent that this relationship ever goes bad, I'm going to notify so-and-so. If I have concerns, I'm going to notify so-and-so. I can rest assured that I won't be negatively impacted. So it just goes through, I think, all of the things in the app, but, you know, not in the moment, (laughs) about the relationship. Yeah, like kind of outlines it and what the consequences, yeah, how to mitigate the consequences. interesting like i've never seen that contract litigated i'm sure it has been somewhere in the u.s but i've not seen it litigated it at least in washington so part of me is like hmm interesting but Mm. yes they're not it's not uncommon yeah so those are some of the things you can do if you are considering or currently are in in the relationship and i will be candid my concern really is everybody else yeah. Well, because it is a it's hard. Like we said before, even just the triangulation or the clicks or the having to manage emotions. I don't know. I got enough. And maybe they're not telling the to truth manage. to everybody. Maybe only some people know. So you're oh, kind of managing yeah. a secret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they, they have, your coworkers haven't come out and said they're having a relationship, but you know or you suspect. Yeah, it adds some level of complexity mm-hmm. and drama that, frankly, you know, we're all trying to. Well, me, I speak for myself. Just trying to eliminate. No, we don't want drama. No. Well, some people do. Some people create it. There's enough drama elsewhere. And I suggest they look where the real drama lies. Yeah. Because there is enough real drama for everybody on this earth. We do not need to create it. Okay. And if they look closely enough, they will realize they do not need to create their own drama. Sorry. Lesson. Side note. Lesson learned. Do not apologize. I'm like Aesop's fables here. <laughs> <laughs> but do not apologize. I do never apologize to me for being you because I love you. Okay. If you work with a romantic partner, we did think about this in advance. Don't get involved in the in the relationship. That's our best advice. Be Switzerland. Get the hell out of there. Be Switzerland. Just don't get involved. Just smile and nod your head. Let them imperceptibly let it spin out. 
<laughs> let it burn. Yeah, exactly. Nerd, nod your head imperceptibly. Let it spin out. Let it burn out. Let it flame out. Whatever it's going to do. Or go to the wedding. Or go to the wedding. Mm-hmm. Buy them a blender. Yeah. Just, but stay the hell out of it. Right. Also, and you toss this in, Kirsten, consider if it's impacting you, your work, and whether or not you need to do something about it. This is really important because sometimes an office relationship can really impact how the work is going. And if that's the case, you may be in a position where you have to get some help from somebody. Mm-hmm. Because if you can't do your job because of what's happening, you really need to ask for help. Yeah, you need to go to your supervisor, come up with a plan. Go to human resources, go somewhere and ask for some help. Yeah. Right? Because your workplace should not be made miserable by somebody else's behavior. Right, exactly. Go to the bar and talk to them because they've been through it all because <laughs> they're in the hospitality industry. Okay, and then I guess the only other advice I have is if there are workplace relationships swirling around you, just be kind when and when they break up because most of the time they will. And this goes back to Switzerland. Just be Switzerland. Just nod your head imperceptibly and smile. <laughs> Frankly, that's such great advice. Just just in general. That's life advice. Just generally do that. It just works. be kind. Just be nice. But I want to point out before we kind of bring this to a close, everybody has a different kind of workplace. Yeah. You know, some workplaces like you point out, the hospitality workplaces that have young people and alcohol and food and fun and entertainment. And then there's law firms that tend to be a little bit more conservative and stodgier. And I really do think that your workplace, like there's more or less of this activity depending on your workplace. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, your your workplace, the kind of work you do, the culture, the people you work mm-hmm. with, obviously, all of that impacts it. But I think, you know, the the real take home is it happens. It happens a hell of a lot more than I thought it did. either one of us thought it did. Yeah, again, mind blown. And there are ways to manage or deal or cope with this that doesn't impact you, your coworkers, and maybe... Maybe if you're engaged in one of these relationships, if you're one of the 60% of people, maybe you're going to be one of the 31% who... 22. Is it 22% who get married? We got to figure this out. 31% of those who have dated a coworker say they ended up marrying that person. So 31% of 60% of people. Nice. In the hospitality industry. Hey, happy Valentine's Day, folks. I hope whatever you want today to be is exactly what it is for you and nothing less. Happy Valentine's Day. Thanks for listening. Get some loving, but hopefully not at work. And if it, you do get a love contract first. There we go. Thanks for listening. Bye, folks. Bye. Krina and Kirsten Get to Work is recorded and produced by yours truly, Krina Hoyer. And Kirsten Barron. Find all of our episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, on our website, or email us at yougettowork at gmail.com. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening.